Hello, bimbos. Welcome to Box. I mean, Bimbo Box. I am your host, Kelsey Pennywinkle, aka Foxy Box, if you're a little pervert. And how are you doing today? I am your manic pixie fat girl today, is what the mood is. Um, so I just am very excited and I'm like bubbling like a tea kettle, like uh, with just so many things I want to talk to today's guests about. So I'm not really going to waste any time. I'm going to welcome to the stage. Marston Hefner. That was well done. Hello, darling. <laughs> Hi. Yep. Yeah, that was solid language. Thank I you. Yeah, you know, okay, so I uh used to be a DJ at like skating rinks, like roller skating rinks. Uh... So I try and I kind of try to incorporate like the strip club kind of sleaze too, you know. So yeah, it was... about... <laughs> nice, nice bubbling like a tea kettle. I, I really oh, am. I, I am I, Thank you. Well, you know, you're quite the wordsmith yourself, so I'll take that as a compliment. So thank you for coming and hanging out with me. Like, what an honor. Like, thank you. Um, as a fellow OnlyFans creator, I really admire your work, Marston. Thanks. Uh, I really enjoyed chatting with you. You're like, you're always uh, super positive in the DMs. Thanks. Articulate. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. So um, before we started recording, we were having a really interesting conversation. Um, do you mind if I lead with that just to kind of get into the, the no, goodies? Not at all. Cool. So um, I was talking about um, in the age of kind of, an, you know, fakey, we glorify and, and no shade body positivity is like full you know but we glorify the bbl we glorify the the lip injections which if you love that stuff fuck yeah bimbo like rock on do your thing like i love it for you um but that kind of stuff is really shoved in our faces and i was speaking about how i feel like authenticity is going to be worth more um and for me personally i'm trying um when i do like shoots with companies for like porn scenes and things like that i really try to get them to like highlight my stretch marks um my stomach you know i have scarring from having like autoimmune stuff we were talking about how it um was i had asked if how you felt seeing Playboy and back then it, you know, it was airbrushed and things like that and very perfect, but it was still a lot more like real than in my opinion, than what we see now. And I was curious what your take was, Marston. Now I get the question. That's a really good question. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause I was thinking you were talking about Playboy in like the nineties or two thousands, which maybe you are. I mean, it's still, I just mean a as a whole, as a whole, like, I mean, you yeah. obviously like, you grew up seeing this. I mean, I assume, did you grow up seeing just like these pictures and stuff as like a regular part of your life? What was, you know? Um, well, hold on. First, I just want to trail with what you were saying because I'm interested. Okay. ADHD. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, very interesting. The idea of authenticity with like early Playboy, which was Girls Next Door. Um, mm -hmm. Big breasts, uh, bush, um, they still did makeup, but there wasn't really Photoshop back then. But they would play the angles. Anyways, now we have, what, lip injections. Um, that, was, that was interesting. And it's all kind of done up and, and modified. To be honest, I think Playboy was modified back then. Um, so well, you think I don't know they... where to go with it now. I thought I had a trailer. Um... No, we can work with it. Um, so, like, do you feel like they did a lot of, like, airbrushing and stuff like that, even, like, back in, like, the early publications, like, when they started? Because when Playboy started, uh, your dad, he bought, like, you know, photographs, right? And that's kind of how it started. I think what interests me about what you said, just to go on a tangent real quick, was yeah, please everything's do. kind of fake in terms of, like, influencers. If you look at, yes. like, the most popular women influencers they all look the same it's kind of bizarre it, and it is you, bizarre isn't it like imposter yeah. like what yeah. and if you look at the same if you look at like what works like anybody who's doing instagram or youtube like everything like what's working is like the same and right. um like you realize that as you learn the game it's like when i do something that's like everybody else it's getting more likes 
when I do something that's like bizarre and that I like, it gets less likes. Um, and it's just interesting to me that like there's that. Then it ends up like all the successful, and and it's different for there's like outsiders, but all the successful influence women look like they have the same weird nose or whatever. Yeah, it looks um, like they all have like the same doctor. Like they're like yeah, the yeah, same. yeah. <laughs> right. But then, but then there's other things that really interest me, like, um, like now that you're talking about authenticity, and there is space for that. Um, like Emil Hirsch, I, I just recently oh. checked out his Instagram, and he's like, he doesn't wear any makeup, and he's just, he shows his wrinkles, like you said, like the stretch marks. And uh-huh. another person who comes to mind is this woman named E, on my OnlyFans. And she's only been in the game for like a year. She's very, doing very successful. And she's like, uh-huh. I don't want to call her a BB, uh, BBW, but she's, she's bigger. And she uh-huh. takes very candid photos. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just like her in the shower. And like, you know, like when the lighting isn't warm and it's just like kind of like gray lighting. And she's like killing it. So it's just nice to see that somebody who like is just doing homemade stuff like interacts with their fans is there's like a place for that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And actually I was just having a conversation with a fellow, um, you know, I consider myself obviously a producer as well as a model, but um, so having a conversation about, um, you know, he said, you know, sometimes you have to consider that you need to maybe dial back your production value. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like it's my artistry though. So it's really hard for me being like the art geek because, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I do, uh, wet and messy fetish and it's like um saturation do you know about wham no but i'm okay so um they have like a, a lot of these people's fetishes stemmed from uh watching nickelodeon when they were younger <laughs> and so they have a thing for slime over the head and on the clothes or pies or slapstick so I've really gotten into it, not as a person that quite enjoys the fetish. Honestly, it kind of sometimes is really overwhelming. Like it's a sensory thing. Like I did a video, it's a half an hour video. And the theme was, oh, there's a pandemic. And the only cure is that I have to pour corn syrup over myself, <laughs> you know, but like I'm working it into like a cohesive storyline. Right. Oh, um, but, but <laughs> I have to like do a lot of work. Or the demeaning aspect of it yes, really, um, yes i think that i think they like to see a pretty girl in that kind of a situation and i'm all for it fuck yeah humiliate me like it's fun i'm having a blast doing this shit um and so i get to do a really fun storyline and um it's just it's really interesting how the artistry though can also be a weakness for when I load my stuff up on clip sites, people want more of that grainy, like, you know, they want that really dialed back shit. I just am so extra. I don't know how to do it like that. (laughs) Yeah. I think for me, at least, whatever my art tells me, like, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, I will promote my come down ancient Mew Pokemon card uh, as a thing. And I know that when somebody promotes something on their YouTube channel, it drives me crazy. I hate it. But it's like, I'm so interested in this project that I'm doing. Like, I don't care if I, this is what I like to do. I don't care if I wouldn't like it as a viewer. Viewer comes second to like me just expressing myself. I think that that's what we're talking about. Oh, definitely. So, you know, so you do feel though, then that uh, Playboy was like very produced then and it was still kind of a mark of that like that beauty standard like is that what i i you haven't said that that yeah i agree with that yeah good i I, that's i think this is this is a good conversation fucking a we're nine minutes in (laughs) um i love that so much so um you know what what does it feel like to have like you know inherited all of like this history this rich like just like what's you know how does like how do you really like how do you perceive that situation for yourself like uh is it is it like a lot of pressure or do you enjoy this or like like what's up 
pressure. It's also like I'm very blessed that I got his uh, whatever is in his brain is also in my brain. Yeah. So I feel like very lucky that he passed that on to me. Yeah. Genetics wise. So uh, blessed, I think, is overall feeling with a shadow of my father and then also us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That makes my heart like really smile. Like, uh, I think that you're very um, blessed. I think that you, uh, your family is like, ah, your history is like, you, your dad changed things for people like me, you know, like I really strongly support that side of things. And like, I think like, did you ever realize that like as a kid that you're like, your dad was like a social justice fucking warrior, like out there, like in the trenches, standing up for the things that he did. Like, did you realize that? Or was that just like part of normal for you? Normal for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's like, um, it's weird. Cause I'm like, have, do, does your perspective change as you get older and you're like, Holy fuck. Like that's really big. Yes, Absolutely. I've, I think I appreciate it more and I feel more wonder. Yeah. As I get older. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like, I just, it's, it's so cool. Um, just like standing up with like black men and women against like censorship and, Oh, it like brings a tear to my eye, like not to get like too like, but like, it's just the rich history. I just, I feel so like happy for you that, um, do you have like any like heirlooms that like you're proud of? Like what's like your, what's your golden piece? Like your, your grail. <laughs> my grail. Yeah. For collectors. Yeah. Um, my grail would be every Sunday we played backgammon together. He was like uh -huh. a huge backgammon head and I have his dice and the dice inscribed in the dice. It says HMH in it. Uh -huh. his personal dice. I wouldn't sell those unless yeah. somebody offered me their house or something. I just wouldn't sell That's them. awesome. From time to time throughout my life, I give it to people who changed my life for the better. That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Um, sorry to get too, like, <laughs> too cuddled, but, like, holy fuck. How so that's so cool. Also, your um, audio, it's fading just a little bit. I so know, So I want to make sure that we keep it good. Fix it up. Come on. <laughs> bro, I, I, I swear, if I have another situation where my audio is, like, coming in and out, like, my interviews suffer so much because of my audio. My well, you kind of live in, like, the... Oh, it, in here we the, go. Yeah, yeah. It, it just goes, it goes right back to input gain. Yeah. Whenever I put the input gain to 100, it switches it. I'm literally watching the input gain go lower and lower. It's crazy. What is doing this? Son of a bitch. Well, it's like the know. greatest troll thing. No, it's not. It went right back to 27. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I think it's working now. I'm yeah, if I if I start to notice it, I'll let you know so you can adjust it again. Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, yeah, of course, Logitech. of course, yeah, <laughs> unlogitech, more like it. Um, yeah. So, so um, I so what made you decide to start doing OnlyFans? Uh, interesting move on the chessboard. Uh, I like making money, and then also like so many reasons like nobody wants to do only fans even if it's like a clear really profitable thing to do and the reasons why they don't want to do it make no sense to me like there's nothing wrong with nudity there's nothing wrong no. with um that's basically it like they don't like the feeling of getting naked i'm like okay so it's uncomfortable discomfort interests me a lot like i get high and i don't feel good like i have like weird thoughts and i try to inspect them and understand why those thoughts are there and what it's trying to teach me. And then like on OnlyFans as a sex worker, you're constantly going up against this like barrier of discomfort. And it's like, well, what is that? Let's explore that. How do I, is, is this like a signal that I shouldn't do something? Or is this a signal that like I should lean in? So discomfort interests me. And then nudity, obviously 
I believe that there's nothing wrong with it. And nobody seems to like, everybody seems to be like on the same page that like, there's nothing wrong with nudity, but when it comes to like their own personal life, even if they're like single um, and becoming a sex worker, like that stigma still controls them, which just seems right. really ridiculous to me. So I get upset about it. So I'm passionate about it. And then that translates to me like really enjoying the success that I've had on the platform, people I meet um, and like the work, the work, you know, whatever you work doesn't, it doesn't feel like work most of the time, but yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think obviously my experience and yeah, I think it might've gone back. So I think it was good. Make a four-minute routine just to look over your shoulder. <laughs> We're DIY. We, we, we fuck around and find out around here. Um, so I think that for me, obviously, OnlyFans feels toxic. Um, uh-huh. But also, you know, I have to seek my audience, whereas yours comes to you. Yes. So it's a very different experience. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it's not really that profitable. I make... Um, on OnlyFans on an average month, maybe two to four hundred dollars. Um, That's great been, as a side hustle. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's one of the one of the platforms. You know, I have twenty platforms that I'm on. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I stay in the top twenty to thirty percent. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's there. It's nice yeah. sometimes to have the niche shit in my vault when people ask for it. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, I look at it as like my drive-through window. Um, you know, my OnlyFans is my McDonald's. Like when you want a quick meal, I guess people go to my OnlyFans for that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if people that don't want a lot of interaction, they don't want the table service. Honestly, Whereas people I'm, don't realize that making money on OnlyFans is like most people don't. You know, it's like it's one of those things like you want. It. Yeah, when you go on social media, you go on YouTube, and you start a YouTube channel, you're not getting any views. When you start a Twitter, you're not getting any views. When you're on Instagram, that's the norm, is that nobody's watching your shit. Nobody gives a fuck, and you're right. I'm in, I'm in a very different situation where I don't have to do the shout-for-shout shout shit. I don't have to do the... I don't want to do it. It's looks Yeah, dumb. no, well, so like I won't do it. I won't fucking do that shout for shout stuff because for me, I don't like to be, I I'm, I'm only like vouching for shit that I believe in and like I'll yeah. shout for shout my friends, but I got to like, you know, they got to be my people. Like it's got to be people actually like, I'm not going to, you know, shout for shout the, the Russian bot that's like, Oh baby, my sex video, you know, like I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. I don't know if you ever see that kind of shit, but it's like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to encourage people to spend their money dumb. <laughs> so for oh, me, I'll, fans, I'll dig, so I'll dig my own path. Yeah. Huh? Nothing. I'm, I'm just making a joke that like, there's like, if you're spending money on OnlyFans, it's like, I hope that don't, don't do it if you can't afford it sort of thing. But, Definitely. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It's just different. It's yeah. different for me, I think, than I for respect most people. It yeah. I like the fact that you're like doing like sex work. Like I think that that is so cool. Like honestly, like thinking about it, it's like very like you're you're humble. Like you're you're doing what feels right for you and you're also like you're an ally in this and and you could have just been like I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do anything like that's like putting myself out there. Like you didn't have to do these things. And so for me, yeah. I think that's fucking amazing. So congratulations. Yeah. Kind so my, um, my journey has kind of been like that where for like the last 13 years, I've just been doing what I feel is right, what I enjoy or what I want to master. And um, without really thinking about like, viewership and then at 33 it hit and it hit big and so that's just very um gratifying to know that that uh pursuing like my own vision worked out so do you feel um like the resurgence of playboy like with kind of like i think during the pandemic is when shit really started like yeah. You know, like people were rewatching the girls next door. I think that really ushered a lot of it in. Obviously, I fucking love that. Um, I love but that. 
It's it's so cute. Like I love yeah. it. Um, I think that the the curtain has been pulled back a little too far as far as the the girls. Um, but you know, I still like it. Um, but I think that um that obviously has really benefited you, you know, or like was there like an article or like what what really has like sent like the surge to you? Do you think it's the resurgence of the Y2K culture? Ooh, fuck. Wow. I haven't thought about it in terms of like a nostalgic way. I um, I feel like it's more of like the streetwear for whatever reason. L.A. streetwear became synonymous with Playboy. Oh, so we were. Ooh, like, I didn't. Think, I didn't think. I I flipped streetwear. So that's a that's fucking that's wild. I think it might be kind of both of our little theories together. Yeah. Yes, I've just noticed, like in the hip hop world and pop culture music videos and stuff, they were wearing like Playboy clothes and so i feel like it came from a fashion design um yeah but from thinking about it from a nostalgic perspective i mean the girls i watched the girls next door during like in the last two years or something so yeah so do you, you've watched it like have you watched it all the way through it's, it's a <laughs> lot of seasons there's there's a it's lot of content of there it's so it's so campy. I love it, and um, no, it's kind of one of my comfort shows. I love it. Um, so that's kind of um, and and you know, like I said, um, you know, I had explained before. I don't know if we were recording or not. That when I was younger, I was you know on drugs and homeless and fucking being a hooligan. Um, but I didn't consume a lot of that when I was that age. So I've revisited this all as an adult, and I'm like, this is fucking cutesy. I love it. It is. So. The humor is really solid. Yeah, the humor's yeah, like it's yeah, I agree. It's not that fucking deep though. Jesus Christ. Like I really feel like people are really bullying and being really nasty over this shit. The fandom is very toxic. <laughs> yeah, um I think I have a thing for that which is like there's the them or the crowd and then there's like the creator. The crowd is crazy, man. They're they're just not that smart. Whenever there's like <laughs> a bunch of people saying one thing, it's always confirmation. It's like never anything. There's never anything interesting bias. being said in those comments. echo chamber. <laughs> yeah. Yes, hive mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I try to. Um, of course, I like all. I mean, I, I love the Playboy history and everything. So I try to involve myself, you know. And I I like to be on like the fan pages and things like that. But God damn, you can't have any experience that exists outside of like the bubble of what what's being fed to everybody yeah. and it's so goddamn toxic like i can't speak as an articulate human being in these fucking forums it's like yeah. i get dogpiled <laughs> yeah so yeah that's it's my, either one that's or what, you're either one or two yeah well that's why this whole entire project i you know my friend holly and i we did a whole entire episode the first one just talking about just the discourse between just the fandoms and it's not that fucking deep but uh you know i get i i just am so grateful for the resurgence of y2k culture because now i just get to perpetually be like um you know just happy and, and bubbly and have the cute shit. And I get to have the things that I didn't be able to like in fashion, like purchase when I was younger. So I have a lot of playboy bunny necklaces and that shit makes me happy. So, so hell yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, awesome. I, uh, let me see, let me um, look at this little list. You got anything that you want to say to carry on our conversation? Uh, let's look at the list. Okay. What's on that list? Um, I'm just okay. 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 Give me a number one through twenty-one. Nineteen. 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 Okay. Uh, can you recall a time that your beliefs or perspectives evolved significantly? Yeah, I'm so sorry about my input gain. It's going <laughs> to fuck up this thing, but um, it's, no, I'm literally I'm gonna, looking I'll go at my input gain. Okay, thank I'll you. fix it up at the end and try to make it all even and stuff. We'll work with what we have. Yes. I think that 
I just appreciate you being here. Even if it went, if I had to listen to you whisper, I'd try my hardest. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so my, my views always change like significantly throughout, throughout life. I'd say I've had maybe like four or five chapters um, of like significant change. Um, yeah. Yes. So I don't, I, I don't, my... I'm still thinking about this darn microphone because I know how annoying yeah. it's going to. That's okay. Uh, we'll just roll with it. If it gets bad, uh, I'll just give you a gentle reminder. Um, yeah. For me, I feel like I've always actually looked at things that, um, like chapters and maybe it's just because I'm such a reader and I love, I just love literature and I just love to write also. Um, you know, as a kid, even I was like winning like young writers awards and shit like that, you know, it's always been a thing for me. Um, and so I've always looked at life as chapters and I thought often like, oh man, I've had such like weird accomplishments and things. I feel like a book could have been written as like my character sometimes. Maybe that's just the delusions of grandeur kind of shit but um like uh i look at it as chapters too and i feel like that's kind of a hard question uh, because there's probably so many times <laughs> yeah i feel like who you are in high school is so different from who most people are when they're 30s or 33 i mean there's still that little trace but it's just it's a different different person you know yeah, um, I feel like I've lived many lives. Um, it was really weird when I turned 30. It was like all of a sudden the complete veil kind of lifted. But I, even now between 30 and 34, I've already become such a different person. Today marks one year that I launched like Foxy Box, like being what it is. Foxy Box is actually like my MySpace name. <laughs> but um and then I used it on TikTok and I was like, gosh, wow, I, I really don't want to do this corporate shit. So I went back to doing sex work online and it's a year today and, and even just in this year, like I've evolved so much as like a businesswoman, as like a human, as like um like a guardian of people's like hearts in a lot of way because what I do is I do a lot of um online girlfriend experience kind of stuff. You know, so like I really like listening to people and like really just allowing them safety. And so I feel like I'm softer than I've ever been in a lot of ways, but also hardened at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I relate to that. I feel like that's what people are looking for in my experience on OnlyFans is they just want someone who loves them unconditionally. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's like most so of the people. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you're connecting with people like that because I think that that's a rare experience to get from a sex worker that's willing to provide that type of service. I know a lot of the girls in my network will be like, fuck that. I'm not answering DMs, like things like that. Like it's all behind a paywall. It's all. And I'm like, you know what? There is a reciprocation. Um, I need something. But sometimes five dollars to somebody is going to be like $50 to somebody else. And it's all yeah. about reciprocation and respecting my time. Um, and, and I don't mind that, you know, somebody's repeatedly like buying from me, if they're having a bad day, like they'll, they can message me and I might even like send them just like, maybe just like a nipple, you know, <laughs> like, it's just something simple. <laughs> You're breaking the rules. No, no, no. that's why, that's you know, a there's, rule. There's, that's a cardinal rule. <laughs> Hey, but it keeps them I coming. I never back. send dick pics for free. No, no, no. But you well, know yeah, what? Yeah, but you it's different. I do the stream. I do the stream. I do the stream for free. But I don't tell people I'm getting naked on the stream so it doesn't like saturate. It's not expected. It's, yeah, and people don't know just to tune into the stream at a certain time and I'm just getting naked. Have you had any like any just like curious old ladies that are like, "Oh, Marston has OnlyFans. Let's see what's going on in, over here." And they're like, "E gods, a penis." Like, have you had anybody react like that not knowing to expect that you're doing sex work there because not everybody that has more notoriety is using the platform for sex work. Yeah, no, I've never had that. Everybody knows. <laughs> I think everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows. So like Marston's Mar yeah. little dirty bird. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's. I, I guess that's that's simple, simple enough. So at least people know yeah. what to expect with you. Um, and, you know, honestly, in the scope of what I see you putting out there, you're pretty... Um, 
um, you're not doing anything that's fucking absurd or like super wild other than like your giveaway stuff or your uh, contests, which I think is fucking amazing. You're what are you, what's your contest you're doing right now? I'm Don boxers. Come on boxers. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> some people are going to spend a lot of money to have those. What are you worried about? What happens once they go home? <laughs> uh, once they go home. What do you mean? Like once they go to their new home, the boxers to the new home, like <laughs> like they're gonna like extract the semen for something, yeah, like or... what if one though they like like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like my I, friend. I think the semen's dead. Yeah, I it think. is. Yeah, <laughs> I've done box. a little bit of research though. <laughs> that tells you a little bit. I was obviously a little concerned if I did a little bit of research for it, but yeah. um. I like gamifying things. I like vid I like video games and stuff, and so I like the, the idea of hosting a tournament where the winner gets something that's not possible to get otherwise. Yes. So, like, you can't pay I me. I mean, you probably could pay me a certain amount, but right now in my head, I just don't want to accept payment for um, Don Boxers because, like, you have to win this tournament to get this exclusive item. Um, yeah, it's, this, it's the yeah. tournament of tournaments. All of the lords yes. and the lads came out with their best <laughs> sharpened daggers. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's so real. I love that shit. I'm such a gamer too. Um, so I'm actually trying to like inspire my son to because we do vintage gaming. We've been playing through Silent Hill two together, um, and and okay. uh, I've been trying to encourage him to make like a vintage gaming channel. But that's very much part of what I like to do. Um, so I love is that. Silent Hill co-op or are you doing single player stuff? He just watches me play, which is kind of cute that yeah. he wants to watch me game. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think yeah. it's because he's scared. <laughs> but but yeah, so um anyway, I, I love that the game of it all. That's fucking fabulous to me. So I have my friend uh Danny Delights. Uh, <laughs> she freaking she'll like sell her pubes, her freaking sweat, her like just she's selling it all foot shavings i think she's even done yeah. i love the hustle you know reddit reddit's like the yeah. main hub that a lot of us use for that shit so i've got a whole dirty merch store so there's like a big market and like used toys um yeah gotta get in where yeah, you fit in I, I love that stuff as well i think why not and for me, yeah. it comes down to what's like my wife comfortable with, because like yeah. I in my head Hard. I thought pubes like that's a good idea, um, but then I'm thinking <laughs> would she be okay with that? I don't know, you know. So that's really maybe where the if you like is. maybe if you take maybe if you take your pubes and you like craft them into like a fake mustache, maybe she'll be like okay, okay, yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> when you're in a relationship, it's like. Um, it's not just like what how far can i how far can i take it it's like yes you know. i understand that yeah, yeah um my sex work has very much altered my relationship i went from being engaged and ring off the fucking finger separated living in different states you know like so it's really hard and and that's um you know i think that that's a big reason why because I am deeply in love with this human, um, and I'm really letting the let the veil down. Hopefully, no simps are listening. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I'm I'm really deeply in love, um, and and that's a big reason why I have to move in a lot of ways that I do is the respect and not wanting to share my energy with other people. Yeah. And that's kind of the truth about it. That's why I do solo stuff. And this is the first time I've ever admitted that. So, oh, oh my God, people are going to hear that. Um, like, but I mean it. Like, I, I love this person. Moments. Yeah. But it's really, we went on, we went on the fucking Karamo show, Marston. Do you know who Karamo Brown is? It's like the replacement for Maury. Okay. <laughs> Last March, we got paid uh, nice. to go fly out to New York City and go to Stanford Studios in Connecticut and we awesome. did a talk show and we talked about the sex work and stuff obviously a lot of that you church it up and the productions involved I mean you know the drill um but uh you know had to have an altercation to talk about the the facts so um but yeah we talked about just 
the depth of how hard it is because, you know, he was like a foster kid. And so like he really um, has a lot of like attachment issues and just like deeply like insecure about like permanency. And um, so it's like, you know, having to share my energy and my time. And also I'm addicted to my phone. And so like, it's really hard because I work on my phone. And so like, do you have, like, do you have that problem? Like, how do you separate your personal and your like sex work life? So flattered you ask. Uh, (laughs) Well, what do I think? Um, I have time where I just don't engage with my phone. So I just put it on the table. Um, And then also my wife doesn't mind when I answer DMs and stuff. Because my DMs aren't very sexual. They're like, hey, like, what the fuck are you interested in right now? It's more emotional. You actually, you have great boundaries. Um, You know, in the beginning, uh, even chatting between the two of us, establishing boundaries and things like, you know, that. And, And I think that I really respected you so much for that off of the bat, you know, because it's weird. You don't, you're, you're a sex worker, but you're balancing you're not only a sex worker, you're also a public figure, you know, love it or lump it. That's what you are. <laughs> and, um, you know, and like, it's, it's any, and you're also a, a, a husband and a father and, you know, you guys are living from, you know, a, a perception of what I, you present, you, you're living a pretty stripped back, like normal life. And, God, I bet you that's just wild. Um, I respect you a lot. And your your wife is so lucky to have that respect from you because, God, you could be a complete asshole and not care. And and you do. And I admire that. So I, I, I really I feel like, like that. Thank you. I feel like a lot of, like, you know, you hear people say, like, sex work is humiliating and don't glorify sex work. I think a lot of that comes from these guys that we've all got who are like, show me your fucking asshole. Like right from the (laughs) get-go, you know, like right off. They just fucking go right for it. And, um, I got the input working a little bit better now. Um, and and these men and they're always men. They don't respect boundaries like at all. And I think the problem comes with sex work when this is your bread and butter and you need to make a quota in order to live. And what that means is listening to these guys who want you to do shit and because they're treating you like an object. And when I'm doing sex work, it's like um, it's a side hustle for me. So I can just like restrict or block or whatever. And I've, we both know that place where in sex work, where it's like, this is making me uncomfortable. I like that feeling because I like to question it. But like, I think a lot of people feel gross and feel like they're being taken advantage of by like in the sex work and they're going past where they're comfortable going yet. You get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So it's really funny that you said that because I also like the just sometimes the conversations that are like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, things like that. Yeah. I, I also, maybe it's, maybe it's mental illness. <laughs> but oh, I, I, like enjoy it, though. That's, I think that's great that you like it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm I not do. trying to, I'm sorry. Cause I'm like shitting on them. Like I'm not, so let's just erase the criticism. It's like, my point is that you like it and like you're enjoying yourself. And so I'm just trying to like, I don't find sex work demeaning or like humiliating it. I don't find sex work demeaning or humiliating at all from, you know, I've just, yeah. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the pie and slime hoe. Like, trust me. I don't either. I fucking got paid a couple hundred dollars to do a video. Um, when I had a pair of freaking granny panties on some freaking like shapewear, you know, and I'm stuffing as many um, cans of shaving foam as I can in these fucking panties. I got six cans, by the way, six cans in it. Um, but 
was like, hell yeah. And I literally had to like make it into a storyline because I'm so just like, I, it has to make sense, you know? So like, um, I, I did the storyline about, oh, I can't believe I would do this humiliating stuff for a man's approval. I just want him to like me out of all the things he could have liked. He liked shaving cream and panties. <laughs> There's you know, your art. it's, it's it, it is, it's art. <laughs> so it's, fucking funny so yeah the humiliation yeah. thing is not a thing to me and, and if my boundaries are pushed and not respected if they don't respect me being like hey i don't like that then i block them and and, and even though i'll go without money if i do that that's okay i'd rather do that i do things my way people say oh you you can't do this or blah 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 or like you know people say oh you can't be a solo porn star eventually you're gonna have to and i'm like no i'll carve my own fucking way don't tell me what i can't do absolutely totally not aligned with you on that I feel like, um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I agree. Well said. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad you do. So give me another number. Uh, One 18. through 21. Uh, not 19. 18. 18. Okay. Um, oh, my God. Okay, so I like this one because you had mentioned before that you do yoga. What role does mindfulness or meditation play in your daily life? Wow. I like that question. It's wild. <laughs> if you felt mindfulness, like I haven't felt mindfulness for a while. Like, um, I hadn't before, but like I was exercising for like a year and I never felt like mindful and present. And then I just got to a, like the yoga routine. I got to a certain, uh, fitness level. And then like Bam, after my practice, I was just like totally in the present moment without any expectations. And it was like a crazy epiphany. And <sighs> what's the purpose of it? It makes me feel good. And I'm here. I don't I don't know yeah. what purpose it ha has except towards like happiness and enlightenment. So I like what do you it. feel like? What do you feel like enlightenment is for you? I think it's different yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm not like Buddha, but like um, it's like a level towards like uh, up, I think, of just like being present or, or it's different. It's just a different feeling. And I like feeling I like the feeling of like being completely present and um, that's it. Like whatever is immediate. That's a it's a different way to view the world. And um, that's yeah. what the practice does for me for like when I'm done with it. And, and it helps me tune into it. Like now I can tune into it too. Yeah. I was, I was just talking on my last episode of this podcast. I talked to uh, AG Norton, who you've also talked with, uh, that does uh, Playboy, my dad and me. What a fucking incredible, I love her. Um, but uh, we were talking and I was explaining to her when, you know, I lost my fiance and I was living by myself, you know, in the, the apartment, the lug luxury slap jobs, luxury apartment that I was supposed to be managing and I'm stuck out there. And I was in like this bimbo Buddhist, like retreat mode where I was just like, you know, still like, you know, consuming like vapid materialistic bullshit, but also like all alone and just like, Oh God, surrounded by like my bunnies and like all of my shit. And I'm just like, what is life? Just having like that ego death. <laughs> so like, um, I totally like for me, it was just sense of like self and like really like being like, no, I'm pouring into like my community, but also myself. And I really need to like really yeah. humble myself and not be so like emotional. I think that was mostly where I found enlightenment was taking like emotions out and like not living for like my past or necessarily my future, just taking each day like for itself. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I like, I like that our, our minds work similarly. I had a feeling that you and I would probably see eye to eye on a lot of stuff in conversation. So I'm very glad let's do, um, number 12, which 12 is my favorite number. Um, if you could address the world on a single issue, what would your message be? Oh no, I can't do that one. I have no, no. idea. I would just go. I don't, I, yeah, no comment. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a big one. It really yeah. is. Like, I guess maybe okay, I would feel maybe suspicious like, um, if somebody had an answer to that. I would find them very suspicious. Yeah, because I um I can't 
I can't really think of necessarily what I would think. I, I mean, like, not to be, like, too, like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but I'd be, like, be kind to each other. <laughs> you know? Like, have you seen that movie? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. I, I bet you, school. did you grow up, did you grow up watching a lot of movies? Because, like, your dad was super into movies. So, like, what Big was, time. what Love. was, uh, what was your favorite one to watch? Happy Gilmore, then? my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So you're an Adam Sandler guy or I can say it verbatim. I love Adam Sandler. Yeah, why not? I'll say Adam. I like Adam Sandler. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, have you ever watched I, the House Bunny? Gilmore. Have you ever watched no. the House Bunny that he made? Uh not Anna Ferris. Yeah. He did yeah, that. Yeah, that's a happy that's happy medicine. I didn't know that. I haven't seen that yeah. one. Yeah. <gasps> Marcin, you have to watch it. Are you kidding me? You have to. I'm pretty sure they say that it's made after uh, Bridget Marquardt. So it's, I don't know if that's it's true. A, it's a nice. I it's an. I, I have no idea. I mean, that's fan banter. Um, but they. You're um, in the trend. You're like, in the fan trenches more than I am. So. Well, yeah, because I mean, it. obviously, I feel like it would be really like not strange in like a bad way, but I think it would be just like, whoa, what are you like? What are you doing here? <laughs> And, and it's like verified Marcin Hefner. Like, well, I think <laughs> yeah. this is what I think about this, guys. That'd be funny, actually. I need to get on that. It's, I, you know, plot twist. You just go fucking do it. No, y'all, it's 10 minutes in that. And, you know, there is one group on the Facebook that I really enjoy. And that's because we get like these weird anonymous posters. No idea if they're connected with anything that actually knows anything but there there's it's the more tea group um but it's like the controversial group to discuss all this stuff in so it's on facebook i have to really go to the bathroom can i take a break absolutely i'll uh, take i'll take you off the stage for a second come back uh when you're ready <laughs> thank you so I'll take this intermission right now to talk about uh, my friends over at ASN Magazine. Um, ASN is a lifestyle magazine. They cater to lots of different lifestyles, not just swingers. Um, you know, people, they hear lifestyle and they think, oh, the swinging community, which, yeah, that's like a huge part. Um, but uh, they're like a lifestyle, whole entire like celebration of diversity. Um, and I have started working with them and they are doing a wonderful annual event. They have an award show. Um, and this year they are adding both a BBW and a trans category for award winners. Um, and so ASN Lifestyle has partnered with me um, to tell you guys about these things and to meet other people um, that are interested in, in learning more about ASN. It's a digital publication, um, very interesting stuff. So check out ASN Lifestyle uh, magazine. And if you're interested in doing some advertising, um, send me an email, foxybox at gmail.com. Um, they have have right now a special going on uh, that would work for anybody's budget, really $75 a month for your business card, business card size advertisement. Um, so when you're advertising in the magazine, you'll have a little pop up, it'll talk about your website um, and what have you. So check out ASN Lifestyle Magazine. And if you want to hear more about advertising, please reach out to me. Um, and so I am going to grab Marcin and bring him back on stage. Thank you. I just got some food delivered. Thank you, Mama. So You're I got, welcome. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, we're, we're down home country podcast children. Hello. So did you hear about ASN? They're pretty cool. I I'm glad that I get to work with them. I heard, I heard what? the, the ad for it. I don't know anything about it though. Yeah, they're, they um, just, they're an online publication, so um, they're not paid. It's not like a paid partnership. I mean, like I'm, you know, helping them sell some stuff, but I just genuinely believe in it. They're doing a trans and BBW category at their award show, the AVN. Um, do you, you know AVN, obviously. Um, they have, yeah. they have uh, really uh, failed those communities, so... ASN is making a response and they're giving uh, trans models and actors, actresses, people and BBWs a place to actually accept their awards that they win. So I love that. Nice. I yeah. feel like, yeah, yeah. 
ASM is so interesting to me because like there's a large portion of people who don't feel like it's sexual, but I think they're kidding themselves. ASM is so like Oh, ASMR? It's so sexual. Yeah, that's what we're talking about? No. Oh, different. no, I'm talking about uh so it's like um they're like a magazine like for a lifestyle. Like so it's like um they do like swingers kind of events and stuff, but they're like branching out to like other lifestyles, not just the swingers. So it's a publication, but ASMR, let's talk about it. Cause I also think it's sexual and I really didn't think that I liked it until I heard the right ones. And then I was like, Ooh, that, that'll make your pussy pop a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know I heard an ASMR where somebody starts with ASMR and then they like start masturbating. Oh. That was a good one. I've thought about Cause doing that. that so. Cause then it gets right down to what it is, which is like, this is turning, this is hot. It's foreplay. And then it goes, and then it, but then it turns into more than foreplay. I thought that was very good content. Interesting. Yeah. I've actually wondered if that was a thing. So you enlightened me on that. Um, because for me, because I'm a solo creator, I have to kind of get within like the niches and figure out like where I can be most used for things that don't need another person. I try to shoot like really realistic um angles and things like that with like a realistic dildo and things like that to really like put people there so i call it my style immersive pov um so that's really what i try to hone in on so the asmr do you do any asmr you should do a channel oh it's just about is my wife comfortable with it i feel like um i feel like she wouldn't be but if she was there's definitely there's definitely a lot of content to be had for even on OnlyFans to sell to sell ASMR uh, videos. Um, you could be like um, Trisha Paytas, though. She just does like ASMR, like role play stuff. Do you know who Trisha Paytas is? I think she's such an interesting human. Um, she's always kind of been like sh shamelessly kind of like a clout chaser. And so she's, like, been, like, a queen of, like, opportunities. She's, like, been in, like, everything. It's kind of like a whole Marvel universe at this point, this this woman. Um, she's very much, like, bimbo. She fucking, she's chubby. Um, I just love her. But anyway, she does ASMR while she'll be, like... Is she hustles. Like, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. She really does. Um, but she does, um, like, oh, she's a cashier at McDonald's. Or she's, like, a, a Nell person that's not doing a very good job or like things like that and i love that it's so creative <laughs> i know yeah i think there's a huge market for asmr yeah i think so that good. there's a huge market for most things if you know how to market it <laughs> you know never in a million years a year ago today if you would have told me that my main money maker would be putting different types of liquids or food items on my body and, and making fucking storyline porn of it. I'd have been like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going back to the office. <laughs> I believe that a hundred percent because that is a whale. And when you encounter a whale, whatever the whale is interested in, that's what you're going to end up doing. Right. It's not like the market. It, it's like, it's like a single individual specific little fantasy. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And people ask, they'll say, Okay, get me into Wham. Get me into Wham. How do I get into doing this? And I'm like, I, it just happens, you know. They'll they'll either because you also have to think like these these people they're very serious about like their fetish. Like they want it to be respected and kind of held sacred. And so yeah, they don't accept outsiders. <laughs> I so I you, think that's spot on. They don't want you to fucking turn it into an ironic parody. It's not. It's for them. It's it's what they like. And why would don't be uh, they don't want you to be a bully about it they want you to be all in with it yeah and, and they don't want the yeah. you know they don't want kind of the the way that the in the age of the content creator and as we had discussed you know the grainy clips and things like that you know they don't want it to necessarily be cheap and where people are comfortable just like flooding the market with that kind of just like oh low effort like these people are specific like um, a lot of them are definitely like neurodivergent um, and so they're very much like I don't want background noise. I need this color of slime. I need this outfit, these type of shoes. They'll buy you the specific things. And um, I personally can really like 
I can do that well because I'm very detail oriented myself. So are you kind of the same? Are you, are you very specific about things kind of like, you know, um, like your, your dad was notoriously very specific about things. Like, are you like that at all? No, I just go with what feels good to me. I like that. I, um, I'm pretty like, I have specific things like that. I, and I have a hard time branching out, but as I've gotten older, I've tried to kind of personally challenge myself with doing things that don't just like come natural. I'm just like, you know, this, this podcast, I had no idea how I was going to pull off this idea that I had. And I sat on it for like six months. And one day I'm like, why don't I just do it? Like, I need to quit like holding myself back and just be like, no, I specifically do this, you know? Oh no, I'm only doing work if I'm making money, you know? And it's like, well, but you're just sitting on the ideas that could actually make you the money. Yeah. It's hard. It's strange. Like going towards what makes you money. That's why I haven't made a TikTok. A lot of the stuff I don't pursue because it doesn't, it doesn't seem profitable like snapchat i'm sure you know people are making money on snapchat and tiktok but but i wanted to talk about whales real quick because it interests me the difference that happens when somebody has just a shit ton of money like um i could be in a stream with like 20 people and make you know let's just go hypothetical i'll make like a hundred dollars and then i could also be in a stream with like 20 people and there's just that one person who has the bank account and then you Uh make you know it really comes down to like that's why like video games that's why casinos they all fucking cater to these people because they're spending like 20x what an average user is spending right interesting to me so, and, and that's actually, that's a really interesting kind of thing to talk about that almost branches into what we've kind of been discussing is then when you have just like this mass consumption of these things and, and the provider is only catering to the well, then don't we lose art? And that's how we get the Kardashian face. Yeah, you know? I think so. I think catering to any audience loses like a lot of the quality of what you're doing and overall i think it impacts the money like it doesn't make sense like in a straightforward one equals like it it doesn't make sense in a straightforward way where it's like if i post my world of warcraft adventures it's going i just okay for example i just posted like me doing some code nobody knows what the fuck i'm doing because nobody knows like most people don't know code even if they did it's such like a bizarre piece of code it just it's nonsense but i felt really good about it i posted it that doing something like that is very important in my opinion for my brand and making money because people understand who i am and that i'm not approaching it in this way that everybody else is doing it so like even if it takes an l in the long term, for me, it's way more interesting, keeps me excited. And people I notice are responding to, even if the artwork sucks overall, it, it separates me from the fucking do whatever works mentality, like you're, what you're talking about. Focus on the mm-hmm. whales, focus on everyone sort of thing. Right. And that's um, that's how I really like to function. And, and that's why I can't. I can't dial back my art form. I can't just cater to the mass consumption. Like I would rather cater to what makes me happy because at the end of the day, if I'm not doing these things to like make myself happy, then why am I doing this? Like, I think that oftentimes humanity has been lost because of the mass consumption and and the capitalism and, and just all of it because we don't get to do things for pleasure anymore. And so um, it's really hard as like a content creator or like, whatever i'm not a fucking influencer like that's it's not what i'm doing um but whatever i am it's really hard sometimes because i am not doing this for other people and so i i take a lot of losses but um i have a lot of people that believe in what i'm doing and 
I believe in what I'm doing and I think that I'm, I'm proud of what I'm doing. And so at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to allow art to be lost by society, like society washing everything, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't need that. Like, that's just not the life that I ever care to live. And I think that's why I really do like you is because you're, you're genuine in a world where you very well could have been the opposite. You've chosen the path of just being you and i think that's really special thanks i have to go so i would like to extrapolate on this conversation because i feel like it's really important and then i gotta take care of the little one but Absolutely. i feel like what you're saying is very important because what you're getting at is being able to be yourself in a world that's not going to give you money for being yourself and yet you have to make money and like um, what does that look like for someone who doesn't have like an inheritance like me? Like, what does that look like for somebody who has to go into the workforce and has to get whatever amount to pay for their shit? It's like, that's just from my perspective, that sucks that you have to, in some ways, like annihilate yourself or parts of yourself that you really care about, do something that you hate in order to make a paycheck. Like, I almost want to say it doesn't have to be that way. Like, there's got to be an option C. It's not just, like, A or B. But I oh, think what yeah. you said really resonates with me. Yeah. Well, I really I appreciate you validating that uh, because, you know, obviously our worlds are so much different, but it's just, like, so we live in this world too. You're, you're in this world and yeah. you're not living, you're not living a, an excessive lifestyle. So you, you do understand and value those things. And I think that that's beautiful and um, more people should be like that. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's just, I just trial and error, trial and error. Yeah. Because even when I was doing, you know, I did the college thing. I did the, you know, I was the vice president of the freaking. ASB when I was in college, you know, I did, I did it right. I did the things I was going to be a lawyer, but I couldn't be a lawyer because I couldn't afford the books and rent, you know, like, uh, there's so much wasted talent out there because of poverty or because of capitalism at this point. Um, and yeah. so, you know, just, um, I guess the, that it's just trial and error because I, I really feel like at, at this at this juncture of life that we're all at, you know, when you cannot even make it doing the things that you were told that you had to do to make it, you just got to start living for yourself. And I think that's truly where society becomes enlightened. They, they become enlightened and they become free. So, yeah. or they just smite us with fucking nukes. I guess we see, but sometimes I'm like, God damn prison would be easier than this, but I don't quit. <laughs> I think so. you haven't lost yourself in what you're calling the like capitalist machine that's like really beautiful and i see that Thanks. and it's like it's hopeful it doesn't Thanks. make me it makes me feel good that you're still here and that you're not just like you know numb to everything yeah oh man people probably say i'm kind of stupid for that but i don't care you know i'm a sexless and sex work and, and it's very interesting to even be that so <laughs> I, I challenge the norms. You know, I um, worked with the ACLU. I had to, did, uh, sorry, I'm such a talker, Marcia. I know you got to go dad okay. it up. Uh, but, I you know, I, I, <laughs> I, um, the baby's so, just like in his like, th like thing, just, ah, just like kind of mildly, <laughs> not crying, but he's mildly discontent right now. I know. So I got to get to taking time point. bump. Yeah. Basically, you know, I've always been without too much detail and I'm sure we'll talk um, more not on this podcast, but yeah. you know, I've always been one to buck back at the system. So I'm yeah. all about it. And uh, I think that the more that we have conversations like this, the less the differences are there and the more that everybody can maybe see. So I really appreciate yeah. you doing this. It, it works for me. I mean, what you just said, I, I feel that way now. Um, and yeah, no problem. I, you know, I, I like doing stuff like this because it makes me feel like I'm hustling and that I'm keeping active with with the brand. So it's, mm -hmm. it's as important for me as it is for you. So thank you for having me yeah, on. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I got to take you off stage. Don't hang up yet. I'm sorry. Um, just so that I don't lose my recording. Just give me like two seconds. I'm going to sign off and um, we'll get it up real quick. Okay. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, also tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, you can find me on Instagram, Marston101, or on OnlyFans, Marston Hefner. Thank you guys and for listening, they, by the way. Yes, and if people want to um, talk with you and stuff, OnlyFans, you guys, go to go to Marston's OnlyFans. You know, drop, you know, don't drop some respond, I don't respond to my Instagram DMs. I respond to my OnlyFans DMs. So there you, there go. you go. There you go. So thank you, Marston. Uh, don't go anywhere, but we're going to yank you off stage. Sure thing. So that was really wonderful. I hope that you guys enjoy that just insightful, just real conversation. Um, and the the moral of today's episode is in the age of uh, vapid being celebrated, don't be afraid to carve your own way. Um, I am Foxy Box for you dirty birds, Kelsey Pennywinkle for you nerdy birds. And I love you guys. Thank you. Bimbo Box is part of the Outside the Box Productions universe. Don't forget to think outside of the box. Like, subscribe, share, and turn on those notifications.